Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Back at it again. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition here. All Access Football presents a special presentation here. Uh, football conversation Taking a little break from the Player Spotlight podcast this week as we rock and roll, and we're going to break it down with uh, mental edge performance. You know, uh, one thing I'll be getting ready to do starting January is work with Parabolic Performance and Rehab here in New Jersey, and we will be preparing young men uh, for a transition from the college to the NFL. A big part of that aspect now is the mental game. And when you come to evaluate NFL prospects, the one thing, uh, two things really scouts cannot measure is your heart and your mental acumen. You know, you can't really measure someone's mental performance, or can you? And that's what today's guest is going to join us here today and discuss and whether you're an athlete, a head coach, uh, the mind frame and, and how it conflicts from players and players adjusting to new coaches, we're seeing it across college football right now with all the new coaching hirings, and how does that affect mental performance? How could a parent from the stands yelling at the youth level affect mental performance? Uh, there's a lot of avenues, a lot of roads here on the map, so to speak, that we can go down to. And uh, we're lucky to have our guest who joins us here on the Defiance Fuel Water Hotline. Uh, check out defiancefuel.com. Defy limitations. You know, I stay hydrated with my Defiance Fuel. If you're watching live on the Facebook, Twitter, Periscope feed, over on Facebook Live, we appreciate you here on Blog Talk Radio, please share, please like, uh, and please subscribe because we need and appreciate all the love and support out there. But our guest today is the founder of Mental Edge Performance. You can get more information about uh, his company at mentaledgeperformance.ca. Yes, he is based in Canada, north of the border, if you're tuned in here in the United States, but he is... uh, coached at the national and international level for Taekwondo. He's a former CFL player, and he's worked with athletes at all levels, including the NFL, CFL, NBA, NHL, PGA. And, you know, we're going to welcome him into the show right now. His name is Shane McGowan, and we welcome him. How are you today, Shane? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing great, and uh, we appreciate you hopping on the show. And, you know, I uh, discovered your company, and we chatted a little bit before you joined us about the Mental Edge performance. And uh, my intro here, I said, you know, things that NFL scouts are always trying to evaluate is, is a player's heart and then their mental capabilities. Now, they have tests such as the Wonderlick that can maybe – gauge a player's intelligence, 
But how does one measure someone's mental edge performance? Well, you know, I mean, again, like you said, it's starting at the college and, and even at the grassroots. Um, you know, the players enjoying the, what they do out there in the game. And as coaches in those levels need to be the mentors and they need to build up the kids' confidence. And as they get to the college level, keep that confidence built because the game changes each time you move up into a faster pace, a more quicker aspect that some guys need to need to understand. And it's not just the same. And so when you're going from the college to the pros, you're thrown in there with men that are ready to, you know, this is their livelihood, this is their endorsements, this is everything. And these guys need to have that confidence. And a lot of it is, like you said, it's heart, it's desire, it's the confidence to do their best out there with the integrity of, of being the best athlete and person that they can be. Yeah, there's a lot of attributes here that you discuss on your website, confidence being one of them, goal setting, fear of failure, uh, are some other ones motivation and and you make a good point it, it starts at the youth level and the foundation really begins there and you know I'm curious as to how you view current coaching it's different I believe than when you and I grew up and played and uh, I would imagine Canada is similar to the United States but uh, here you know the the big thing is the uh, the trophy ever, you know, it, it seems like uh, no matter what sport you play, no matter what place you finish, everybody gets a trophy. And there's a lot of confliction as to whether or not that is healthy for a, a child's mind frame, always rewarding them, even in times of failure, or, or if, if that is good or bad. And I'm curious as to how you view the, the trophy generation, uh, and, and awarding trophies even when you lose, and how does that impact the mental edge performance of, of the young athletes uh, as they grow and get older? And, yeah, you're right. It's It has become a lot more talked about in the last little bit. Um, and I think if we're looking at this, you know, you're looking at the seven, eight-year-olds that are just getting into this a sport, whatever sport it is, soccer, hockey, football, you name it. And they're going, well, everybody gets their participation medals. Everybody gets this. You know, it's a little bit as you're introducing them to say, okay, this is all you're going to get. When you start getting to the more elite high-performance levels and you're starting at the 10, 11, 12, sometimes that participation really isn't showing them what is going to happen later on down the road. Not everybody is going to get that. You're going to get first, second, or third, or you're just going to get the grand champion only if we're looking at football and things like that. Um, so I do think that there is a place for it as participating, but as they get older, you have to now start saying, okay, we got to kind of get away from that a little bit and just start recognizing who is in first, who is in second, and things and we're talking to Shane McGowan, founder of Mental Edge Performance, former CFL player. Shane, I know you have 30 years of a fitness background as a trainer, uh, numerous certifications. Tell us, uh, how did you get the idea for Mental Edge Performance, and when did you actually start it up, and, and what are some of the benefits that people can uh, learn if they log on to your website, mentaledgeperformance.ca? 
Yeah, you know what? I've always, I mean, psychology, I've always enjoyed um, in that way. And I believe, as I kind of wish back in my day, too, that you had that, say, mentor, coach that knew a little bit more about how to get you back to refocusing during certain times that you've messed up on and, and how to motivate you a little bit more. And so when I look back at it, I kind of like, this is something I want to get into myself because nowadays this is what I think is needed for athletes at every level. And you can see it when you're watching. When I go to games now, I mean, I'm not so much always watching the game. I'm watching more of the sidelines, uh, the benches, and seeing how players are reacting to great plays or bad plays, how they respond from that. And that is where... I think my job comes in of saying, you know what, I need to be on the field for these guys to let them know, listen, get out there, you got this, you've done it a thousand times. So this is why I got more into it, um, to help these athletes. And when you look even into the corporate world too, you can go into businesses, big business, Microsoft, all these places, and they too suffer the same type of thing. We're all human. We all are looking for the big sales. We're looking for the edge, but we need motivation as well. We need that talk at times. And not our bosses aren't always there. They're busy with their own jobs. So we need these type of people to help us in this way. Very interesting points that you make, Shane, because, you know, I was just watching Monday Night Football just last night, and John Gruden uh, made a, a point that, you know, I made a mental note of it to myself, and he said, you know, and this is something I've always done, and then when Gruden said this, it just, um, you know, was enough evidence that I needed that I'm going to do more of this, but he said, you can... And, and it's a little bit harder watching at home uh, on TV, but when I'm at the games, he says, you can learn more about a team from the sidelines and what goes on and how players interact and how they conduct themselves during times of adversity, their body language. And I found that very interesting. He, he said, you can learn more about what's happening on the sidelines and what's going on during the field of play about the team and their character and their mental component and what they, what that consists of. Now, the mental training aspect for, you know, everybody wants an edge. Well, it's so cliche, but it's so true. 90% of it is mental. So it's also very similar to athletic training, isn't it, Shane? Whereas just like athletic performance, for mental performance, you need to practice. Is that accurate? It's very accurate. I mean, this is not something that you just all of a sudden wake up and say, oh, I'm, I'm the most confident person in the world. You have to train yourself just like you physically train yourself. And this is where coaches uh, and teams uh, need to put a little bit more into that as well. You're When you look at the field and the person across from you, I mean, you both can lift the same. You both pretty much can run the same. You, you can jump the same. But who has the stronger mindset out there? Who has the more dominant to say, I'm going to be just as strong in the fourth quarter as I was in the first quarter? And that's the gridiron of it. Yeah, and, you know, I, I remember growing up and when I played high school football, our coach would run, make us run gassers and, you know, we, we'd always end practice with running. And sometimes you would think practice is over and he'd blow the whistle and say, line them up, fourth quarter time. Who's going to shine? Who's going to drop? So when you were 
at that point of mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion, and you thought practice was over, then he'd put you back into that game situation, and he wanted to see who would thrive in that kind of environment. Also, another thing that comes to mind is I just posted a, a Larry Bird highlight video on, on uh, my social media account the other day, and you know it, it's funny because now we're we're getting to a point where the kids today probably might not know who Larry Bird is or don't remember him and and the amazing talent that he had. But I always remember him saying, you know, after practice, after everybody would leave, he would stay and shoot extra free throws. And when he was mentally exhausted and done and his body couldn't take anymore and he said his body wanted to quit, but mentally he told himself, I'm going to shoot 15 more free throws. And, you know, as you know, Larry Bird is one of the greatest free throw shooters of all time, but it just, I think, is a perfect example of how you have to practice the mental edge performance aspect of it. And, you know, I believe this is a, a new, you know, the the niche train, you know, the, the NFL combine training is funny because it's now niche within a niche within a niche. And I think you have, you know, the overall combine training and then you have your speed training for the 40 and then you have your mental training for the Wonderlick. But I think the mental edge performance is actually an edge that athletes can benefit from. And also coaches. I mean, we're talking to Shane McGowan, mental edge performance, mental edge performance.ca. Shane, I mean, you've worked with so many different coaches, players from different, uh, different walks of life, different athletes. Uh, you know, give us an example of some of the people that you've worked with and how you were able to help them and, and how they benefited from mental edge performance. Well, I mean, you look at every sport that I've that I've been able to uh, work with athletes. Um, as an example, a PGA player, you know, top-ranked players, it's not so much that they have to be the most physical. they got to be the most focused. I mean, their job is to worry about, you know, that ball getting to their target. And those are the other things that you look at is every sport can be different on how you work with the mindset. Uh, golf, uh, tennis athletes in that in that particular sport they need to be a little bit more focused on those balls and on the the targets in that way you look then at say football and hockey hockey and baseball especially and basketball you got to now worry about the mindset and being in the zone when you're traveling as much as you do you get some very rough schedules i mean you're constantly on the road you're playing back-to-back games that can be a very fatigue factor never mind just the physical factor when you look at the hockey uh, in schedule for most of these guys. And then in football, I mean, you're still looking at short schedules at times too. I'm playing on a Thursday. I just finished playing on a Sunday. So you got to get yourself not only prepared physically, game way, but you also got to be mentally sharp that way as well. Very interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, Shane, I, I think those are all the questions I had for you. Did I – skip over any aspect of, of anything that you wanted to discuss or anything else that you have going on that we should uh, let our listening audience know about? Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, uh, you, my website is, is there. It's available, uh, taking in lots of different clients from college ranks as well. And I think that's a big thing is colleges now need to also be on board and 
getting their guys ready for combine and that next level. And when you look at, and I mean, if we take the Rams as an example, I I personally think that they not only did they kind of mess up with not putting in golf a lot sooner um, than what they did, this is what's affecting their team in a big way as well as with the coaching that they've had problems with there too. Yeah, very good point because, you know, he starts Case Keenum and, and the players are saying, hey, is the best quarterback really starting? What's going on? And a uh, very good example there. And then on the same side, I mean, how about you hear Jim Harbaugh might be next in line for that L.A. Rams job. How does that impact the mental edge for the Michigan Wolverines players as they, you know, prepare for a big goal game, bowl game against Florida State? Now, you know, that has to affect their thinking. You know, actually, Shane, there is one other thing I wanted to ask you about while I had you because, you know, there could be parents out there listening, their kids play youth sports, and you said it starts at the youth, and this was one area I wanted to cover with you because a lot of times now the the parents are so high maintenance. I go to these games, and I almost – I don't know if I feel more embarrassed for the kid or more impa- more embarrassed for the parent, but I was interested. I saw you had a interesting article that I, I read through about parenting, and I wanted to pick your brain about how that impacts the mental edge performance of a player, if it's Little League, if it's uh, basketball, any sport. I recently went to uh, a town hall meeting, and, and they talked about youth sports, and, and uh, it was interesting to hear the parents' takes. But what is your take on parents interfering during, you know, game action, yelling out at the refs, yelling encouragement at their kids could also maybe be detrimental as well, no? You know, that is something that's been brought up um, from a few coaches that I've worked with in the minor leagues, uh, per se, like that. And I always tell coaches at the beginning of a season, you need to have the meeting with the parents and let them know that, first, this is your team. You're the coach. You're there to coach the athletes. Parents are there to parent, which means parents need to be the most supportive. They need to be the backbone of the encouragement, the cheerleaders, everything like that. But they should not be the ones interfering. They should not be giving negative vibes in any way or being that vocal at times to interfere with the focus of what the team is trying to do as well as their own child out there and that I think is what's happening a little too much at times but sometimes the coaches need to take that responsibility and say listen this is your job you want these kids to have fun and enjoy the sport more sports nowadays start to lose athletes because of those type of distractions that happen and parents need to understand that So as coaches, they need to have their meetings, whether it be, and again, I say at the beginning, they need to have midway and start saying, you know what, and give the parents also praise for them doing a good good job if they are doing that good job of helping their kids like that. But they have to dictate what's going on. It's their team, and they don't need those outside distractions. That's a great message, and I I hope some parents and coaches are listening to that message and hopefully – Hey, if we helped at least one person, I think oftentimes 
you know, I, I, I see it almost every youth sporting event I go to. A lot of these coaches are volunteers, and they do not deserve the, the, the abuse, the harassment, and, and, the, and the, uh, the armchair coaches from the stand. So uh, I'm glad that you can kind of shed some perspective on that. And then lastly, you know, we talked about what you do and how it applies kind of uh, in the area that I'm mostly working and that's the NFL combine training is that we talk about the increased importance that teams and scouts and players training, they, they put the, the emphasis now on any kind of edge, especially a mental edge. Have you explored working with some of these uh, guys coming out of college, even for the CFL draft? Is that an area that you think you can, you know, take your expertise and dip your toes into that aspect as well? Well, and exactly. You're absolutely correct there. I think it starts um, not only, you know, in the CFL, but the NFL, uh, even NHL combine camps. I get you, a lot of scouts, they, they watch and they'll say, man, that guy's got all the talent in the world. He's fast. He can catch. He can do everything. Coaches will give him all the high praise. Yeah, yeah, he's this, he's that. The problem is, is that he's also got his own his own mindset of confidence at times. He might say the big games, he gets a little pure pressure. He doesn't know how to handle performance anxiety. How can he handle this? So you're sometimes only seeing a little tidbits of certain things, but this guy might have a lot more issues. And I think that's where my job comes in of saying, well, let me talk to him. Let me find out exactly what he's doing. The problem is a lot of schools now, they don't want to always say, oh, this guy's got a little bit of a of a problem because that also affects the schooling of being drafted. And the athlete doesn't want to lose it because he wants to go as, as high as possible. But the thing is, though, is that they get to the pros and you've seen how many fellows actually have issues and it's not being addressed sooner than later. And now teams have that responsibility. So there's a little bit more that I think needs to be done in some ways. And it's not to give anybody a bad name or a bad rap or anything like that. It's to help the athlete, the teams, the coaches, and the team that's going to pick these players get the best that they can. All right, very good. So, uh, Shane, you know, there could be some players or coaches out there that were listening and, and want to get a hold of you and they're ready for their – Mental Edge Performance Training. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Where where can they go for more information? And how can they follow you uh, online out there on social media? Yeah, uh, you can reach me again, like you said, www.mentaledgeperformance.ca. Email at, it's coach at mentaledgeperformance.com. And you can follow me. I'm on the uh, social media there with uh, Instagram and things as well. So always look at for me, and um, I'm always there. Also trying to work with a few magazines of Sports Illustrated and to get it out there a little bit more because, like I said, this is something that's becoming a little bit more mainstream now with the technology that's out there. We also got to get everybody on the right page with the mindset too. Absolutely. I actually heard you on ESPN Radio, which is how I got a hold of you. So uh, I appreciate you hopping on with me, spending some time here, and uh, not only educating our listening audience, but educating myself. I greatly appreciate it, and hopefully uh, we can circle back around to you maybe in a couple months and have you back on the show down the road. 
That would be awesome. Thank you very much for everything and awesome show. Everybody, please keep listening and uh, let's get our game going. Talk to you soon. All right. There you have it. Appreciate that. That's uh, Shane McGown, founder of Mental Edge Performance. Once again, the website is mentaledgeperformance.ca. And uh, Shane has played pro ball himself up there in the CFL, has worked with uh, all kinds of professional athletes, and, uh, again, 30 years of fitness background uh, as a trainer, a lot of expertise, as you heard him talk about. And, uh, you know, check out his website. He's got a cool blog. He updates uh, with with, uh, relevant articles, and that's where I got some of that parenting information from. But definitely a guy – uh, ahead of the curve and, and, a, and an innovator when it comes to mental edge performance. And this is something that uh, the next year or two, you're going to see a lot of this pick up more. And I wouldn't be surprised, quite honestly, uh, if a lot of these NFL combine training facilities around the country, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a guy like Shane McCown who who comes in and, you know, works with the athletes for the NFL combine preparation and, some of the mental training that goes into the one-on-one sit-down interviews behind closed doors. That's where, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of weight, you know, could be thrown around in, in regards to your draft stock. What happens those 15 minutes behind closed doors that we don't have access to at the uh, Indianapolis Scout and Combine and also at the Cods Gridiron Showcase and Symposium where, you know, uh, I think there's an absurd amount of hours, 36 hours scheduled for the players to meet with NFL scouts. And a lot of that's going to dictate, as you heard Coach say, he's got all the talent in the world, but the kid's a knucklehead. And how how do you get better at uh, preparing for those situations? Well, you have to train yourself mentally just like you train yourself Physically, as an athlete, uh, it's part of the package now. And that's just what it is. If you want to be a pro athlete in 2017, you need every edge you can get physically, mentally. Uh, and, and and that was really a, a great show, something um, I wanted to do because I thought it was needed, especially – With the NFL Combine training starting in just a few weeks, I wanted to get that out there to players and coaches and and kind of help spread that message. So we thank Coach Shane McCown uh, for joining us here on the All Access Football special presentation, taking you behind the scenes, coast to coast, uh, even internationally above the border to Canada. And we appreciate Shane for joining us. Of course, uh, I was your host, Rick Saratella. You can follow me on social media at NFL Draft Bible. If you're just tuning in, you want to catch this interview in its entirety, you can download it here on Blog Talk Radio. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You heard Shane uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Periscope. We're out there on the Facebook Live world. So we try to syndicate this show across as many platforms as possible to maximize our listeners and uh, having fun. We'll be back every day this week with podcasts. Uh, Tomorrow I'll be back 11 a.m., I believe, with another player interview. Just follow us on the social media for all of our latest uh, guest schedules. We appreciate all the thumbs up, likes, tweets, retweets, shares. 
and subscribers and uh hey man that's that that's about it that that puts another bow right it's christmas time so we use the term bow another ribbon on it and uh, i love talking to you but i guess we'll just catch you next time don't forget december 28th wednesday 10 a.m eastern time the parabolic performance and rehab college gridiron showcase roster announcement show baby we filled it up the roster is set we're going to announce it December 28th. Looking forward to that. So uh, shout out to the Fire Fuel Water, uh, Halo Neuroscience, Parabolic Performance and Rehab, of course, the Cosgrid Iron Shield Case, and NFLDraftBible.com. If you don't know, now you know, 30-day free trial draft 2016. Uh, got a bunch of new scouting reports up there. So we'll catch you next time. Everybody.